What's up, guys, and welcome to the Not Just Sunday podcast. Before we get started, I need you to do two things. First, follow our podcast wherever you listen, and two, follow us on Instagram at Southside Students 478. Let's do this. You guys couldn't see it, but we just had kind of a dance party to that music. Um, I'm in the studio right now with Sean Gaskin, Austin Harris, and our newest guest, Robbie Coleman. Robbie Coleman, what's up, man? What is up? Thanks for having me on the Southside Students show. Yeah. That's not the name of the podcast. Yeah, that was that was actually going to be the original name, but then we got a cooler name, I think. Um, anyway, Robbie, we know you, obviously. We work with you, and a lot of the students know you. But for anybody that maybe doesn't know you, you know, who are you? Introduce yourself. Who am I? Man, such a complicated question. Um, Man, I am the high school pastor here at Southside. Um, Been in my current role for the past four years over the high school ministry for the three campuses. Previous to that, I was your high school pastor for four years at Kathleen. Very true. When we had a high school ministry there. And then also really dating me, um, I was the children's director from believe 2010 to 2019 i believe um out at kathleen so i've done a little bit of everything here at Southside. um been working here since 08 my senior year and they could not get rid of me and i'm still here <laughs> in 2022 that's awesome so you mentioned that you were um my high school pastor but you're also my small group leader correct off the dome what's the best memory of me and maybe my small group that you have like we we have a bunch of stories. Some of them we probably can't share on the podcast, <laughs> but uh, just just memory. one that comes to mind, maybe. Man, I don't know if I have like a best one. Uh, it's oh, okay. I have a favorite, but you're not gonna like it. But oh, I just want to. I'll just give a throw out to like shout out to like that old small group. We had a lot of fun. We did a lot of cool little things, and uh, you know nothing was ever better than the. I'll just say the stacking of the Doritos on a, a sleeping person <laughs> that one night. Great um, moment coming into ninth grade, but uh, zip tied him to a chair. And that was hilarious. Stack Doritos on his uh, head. But uh, no, my favorite my favorite memory was actually uh, your senior year. You were interning at the church, and uh, we were uh, you got to do your own series. Uh, yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> no, we're, we're going there. And uh, yeah, so at that time, the phrase "fake news" was uh, very much popular. Um, due to a certain president and uh, anywho's, I told you guys like, hey, I think this would really pop, and you're like, I'm gonna make a bumper, and it was a pretty lame bumper. I mean, I think you're being generous. Yeah, yeah, I am being very generous. It was like uh, pretty much the worst bumper maybe ever made. Yeah, and you made it last second, and so you were preaching week one, and so I, I, you know, as you went up there, we played the bumper, and I introduced you, and I made sure everyone knew you you made that <laughs> because I was so proud of you, you know. And then next week, shout out to Ben Gibbs. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that one. And he made another one. But I thought that was a good learning moment for you. It was like, a good learning moment. Because I didn't just, like, fix it for you. Now, I probably was didn't do the right thing by, like, playing it and then saying, hey, everyone, by the <laughs> way, Micah made that. That was probably a mean thing to do, and I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's all good. But I feel like you've only gotten better since it's then. It's true. I've, I've learned from my mistakes. Yeah. It wasn't like a this is the most embarrassing moment of my life, but I was like, yeah, this is this is a really crappy job, and 
<laughs> I'm very embarrassed of this. But we had a lot of fun. And my least favorite memory of you guys is when I had been planning a senior road trip for you guys for like three years. And then it's your senior year. And then the Friday of the day we're supposed to leave, I test positive for the flu. Um, which like my only symptom was like a runny nose. But I, and I, I knew that I had and a light fever and I knew I had it. And uh, just didn't feel right. And that was before COVID, you know. Like, no one was freaking out. I could have probably went and because I stayed home and never, like, felt sick. ate everything I wanted. But, yeah, I was really stunk to see all your guys' pictures having fun at Disney, and I wasn't there. I'm surprised your least favorite memory is not when Sam blew an air I was, horn. I was just about to bring that up. Like, I, <laughs> I wasn't even with you guys, and I, I, but I've heard the stories, and I'm like, that's my favorite memory by far. Yeah, I feel I like because you got to do it, yeah. but I mean that's like par for the course. And if and when uh, me and Sam are on here, like that'll be <laughs> me and Sam yeah. got stories for days. What about the like, air that, horn? That was what about uh, the air horn. That was that was what that, about it? He did that stuff all the time. What, wasn't that one Sam too? Yeah, like well, he had one Rob, left and he oh. right. It was like one a.m. at night, and Sam had the air horn, and he looks at me and he's like, "Should I blow it?" And I was like, "Yeah, you won't." And he blew oh, it, gosh. and Robbie jumped off the top bunk bed, grabbed Sam <laughs> by the collar, and threw him out the room. I, just for all those parents and older adults listening, I don't think it went quite like that, but it was it, it was more, it was more like, "Hey, man, don't do that." And then I, I climbed back. And you could to treat bed. me and Sam a little bit differently though, because we were uh, uh, we were almost like family. You guys were, and I, I knew both your parents pretty well. Um, I never had to do anything quite like that with you because you were just that little voice in Sam's ear. Right, Sam. Sam did all the dirty. But work I feel for like me. if we're gonna talk about Sam, we need to. Wait for a day where he Agreed. can be on the podcast because like, I feel like, you know, I want him to at least uh, give his side of the story on that one. <laughs> and there's plenty of stories to be told between me and Sam. So. Very true. <laughs> well, um, yesterday was pretty crazy, wasn't it, everyone? Um, it was very, very crazy. Tell us about your day, dude. <laughs> we had a tornado come through. Um, and actually, apparently it formed like right in my backyard, like is wow. where the tornado started. Um, me and Sean were at Max Fitness. Mm-hmm. Just uh, chilling on the treadmills. Working on their physique. Lights kept flickering on and off. Um, and then I get a phone call from Sam himself. And he's like, dude, there's a tree in your house. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, why is Sam the first person to tell me? How does Sam know before I He knows I everything, do? by the yeah. way. He always knows. I was like, I didn't get a call from my mom or my dad or my siblings. I got a call from Sam telling me there was a tree in my house. Yeah. But I got there, and sure enough, a tree, the tornado had knocked a tree into my roof, and now there's three holes in my ceiling, a um, bunch of dripping water. Didn't get to play Xbox last night. So. Uh, is the Xbox so still surviving? Xbox is safe. The TV is safe. A couple of my pop figures got wet. but That's know, what insurance is for, man. That's what insurance mm. is for. Just, yeah. you know, my it could have been worse, man. Flash. You could have yeah. been in there. The tree could have went through. So you know. Yeah, nobody was home except my mom and Brody. Bro- apparently, my mom... So Drew Cook had dropped Brody off like seconds before the tree fell. Like Drew was driving through the hurricane. And um, <laughs> that's like the most Drew thing ever though. My mom pulled Brody in. My mom said Brody had the worst attitude about it. He was like, This is stupid. Like this is not even a real <laughs> I can tornado. Believe I believe it. And uh, seconds out. later yeah, shout out Brody. Shout out Brody in my small group. <laughs> he said Woo! my mom said seconds later a tree fell into our house and Brody took it seriously after that. <laughs> I bet he did. So it was it was crazy. No, I was just going to say, like, it was totally crazy. I mean, I, I don't think you've heard this yet, but I'm, like, driving yesterday, and uh, I was already running late to get to ASP, and uh, and then I'm driving in the rain, and one of my windshield wipers, like, blows off on my side, on my <laughs> side. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, like, oh my I'm just at that point, I'm like, I pray to God, like, I can, 
I could just make it with one windshield wiper at least to the school, and then I can you know get sheltered and figure it out after that. But uh, it was it was definitely crazy. I just saw it go, and I was like, well. We about to just try to make it to Lake Joy. So where were you, Robbie, when all this went down? So I, my wife, you know, she told me they were hunkered down at her school, and uh, I could tell, you know, she she was a little stressed, you know, and so I was like, would you like me to go pick up the kids? She's like, you don't have to, and uh, I think as I, I saw, so I, I think I left Southside at like 3.30, because I was like, you know, I'll go get the kids, I'll take them home, you know, because she was like, you know, we're all stuck in the hallways, they're going to hold buses. Well, as I get in the car, she's like, oh, the tornado uh, warning, whatever. I get those confused. Tornado warning and then tornado watch. Yeah, the, warnings the warning, once you've yeah. seen it. Watch okay. if there's the conditions so like, where it could form. Yeah, so she's like, oh, it's over. We can go back to our class. So I'm like, oh, whatever. So I get to the school, but literally as I'm like pulling up to med- uh, to my kid's day- daycare, my phone goes off, like, and it's going again. So I come in, and the director's like, oh, all the kids are in the hallway. And like it was so weird to see because like this is – pre-k down you know to infants and there's like three kids behind a mat like a piece behind these little mattresses Jeez. and she's like wow. you can go pick them up I'm like you sure you don't want to go get them so like i'm going through this call get my kids charlotte's like a little concerned jesse has no idea he's like hey dad and charlotte's <laughs> like is there you're taking me to a tornado and i'm like no no it's fine well we get outside and as soon as we hit the main road that probably the same ring you were driving through because it was around the same time because mm-hmm. um, you have to be at ASP like 3.30, right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. we might have drove past each other. All of a sudden, it was the craziest rain I've ever driven in. Like, and I've driven in a lot of rain. It was like I was in a fog. You couldn't see yeah, by like 10, 15 feet. Mm-hmm. And I get to 96 in Lake Joy, and it's just water everywhere. I'm like, if this rain had kept going, and of course, this is probably when the tornado is over at your mm-hmm. house. Um, like, I get to my house, and there's a hill, and the water's just gushing over. The, I have a big drain. And you couldn't even see the drain because this is like a waterfall into it from all sides above it. And this, I mean, it was crazy. It, it was um, insane. Wow. Yeah. Well, Sean, tell tell them about the girl that left the gym. Yeah. So we were we were finishing up our workout. We were going to lift and do some cardio. So we we were finishing up. I think you were, you had one thing left to lift yeah. or something. And so he was doing that. And uh, we see a, we see a woman because <laughs> a lot of people were waiting by the door, just waiting for it to wait for it to slow up for, so they could leave. But this lady like put on her hood. And it was like she was just like talking to herself, like getting ready, and then boom, she just busts out the door, and runs. We we didn't see her I'm anymore. She disappeared in like three seconds. That's how much <laughs> there, rain was coming it was down. The fall, there, yeah. There's no there's no way I'd do that. Like mm-hmm. if it was the same no. rain that I drove in, like I mean that yeah, was, it was. Like, yeah, that's, that's like that would been like someone saying, "All right, you're just gonna run through Niagara Falls real quick." Like, <laughs> there's yeah, no yeah, there's yeah, no yeah, point. Exactly. Like you're just gonna be yeah. so soaked. But mm-hmm. uh, for real though, you know you know. I don't want to like make it lighthearted. You know, a lot of people did get a lot of damage and everything, but thankfully from what I've heard from what I've seen on the news and everything, nobody has been hurt that we're aware of. So that's, you know, that's a huge, huge praise, uh, you know, shout out to God. But uh, yeah, there's definitely like some, a lot of houses, especially in Statham's landing that were like destroyed Mm -hmm. and, and really messed up and, people who don't have houses anymore in Houston County. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was bad, but it could have was. absolutely been so much well, What's worse. crazy is like, so, you know, y'all were at schools and they're, they're taking all the precautions. Mm-hmm. My friend Christian texts me, he's hiding in the vault of the bank. He works at a I bank with it, his yeah. friends. <laughs> My girlfriend's hiding in a room in the dentist office. And me and Sean are just lifting weights and everybody's kind of just having a good time. Like getting your reps in. <laughs> That's right. Everybody's <laughs> texting me like, this is an emergency. Like you got yeah. They were flexing off that tornado. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Sean went and hid in the sauna. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Right. <laughs> I don't like the sauna. I, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would you want to sit in a... There's so many benefits. Rooms? There's, there's so a lot of benefits, out, bro, but we can talk about that on another day. But yeah. there's, it's a good thing for you, man. Well, um, changing gears real quick. Spring break was last week. 
Austin and Robbie, you guys both went to Disney, not together. Not but, together. No, not together. Um, we did hit like the same parks, but like opposite days too. It was pretty, yeah. pretty funny. It was crazy. Yeah. Been, would have been cool if y'all ran into each other. But uh, I just I, want you guys to talk briefly about it because I mean, Robbie, you got to take your kids there. So I mean, that was awesome. And Rob, uh, Austin, you got to take your niece, right? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was Hensley's first time. I do have a funny story about Blake. If I have time to share it, I'd love Go to but, go for it. He's one of our but, leaders uh, in middle school. Yeah. Ministry. So if you don't know, if you're a middle schooler, Blake, my brother just started serving in middle school ministry. And he gets motion sickness uh, really bad. And for most of his life, he's not been able to do, like, roller coasters and stuff like that. Well, uh, we go to Magic Kingdom on day one, and he does Space Mountain, and he gets off, and he's fine. So then the next day, we go to Hollywood Studios, and we're going to do the Rock and Roller Coaster, which is, like, zero to 60 in, like, two seconds or whatever. And it does flips, all that kind of stuff. And so um, so we get on, and and I got the Lightning Lane Pass, but I, I got three, but I didn't really expect Blake to go. Um, but he's like, you know, I, I did good on Space Mountain, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. And so we go in and we get up there, and he's talking to my dad, so he's not really paying attention. And so I tell the guy that's telling us where to go on the ride, I'm like, hey, we got a first timer, like we need to be in the front. And uh, so he like pulls me and Dad and Blake out of line, and of course Dad and Blake have no idea, so they're like, what's going on? And people are like getting in front of us, and so my dad's kind of like getting a little frustrated, like he's like, wait a minute, like like this should be happening. Well then. The guy turns around and he's like, "All right, one and two. and my brother's jaw like hit the floor. Like I had never seen him do anything like that. And so he, he like freaks out and he's like, "No, nah, man, no." Nah. And so, uh, the front two cars, right? Like yeah, the, the, the front, front two, the yeah. very front of the of the cars. And uh, and so we get up there and you know me and my dad are just like messing with him. We're roasting him, and uh, and so we get in the front car. And my dad was by himself, and so they put like this this older lady who was by herself with us. And uh, so we're in the cars getting ready to take off, and we're, like, again, we're still roasting my brother. And then the best part of it all is, like, we kind of stopped, and then the old lady, like, chimes in and starts, like, roasting my brother. Nah. And uh, <laughs> it was really funny. And, like, so, um, but he did it, and he conquered it, and he came out, and he wasn't sick. And wow. uh, so hopefully go, he can, you know, do that more. Good job, Blake. Um and so uh, he was able to do that, but it was just funny that that older lady, like, just kind of got in with us and was like, yeah, dude, like, you better buckle up, you know? Like, I mean, she just started roasting him. So uh, it was a really, really funny story, and but a really cool moment. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so, but but cool. Robbie was there, too, and he got to take his kids. Yeah, um, so um, my mother-in-law, Debbie, she wanted to take the kids down to Florida, so we uh, rented an Airbnb, and we went down uh, last Saturday. And uh, so Sunday we did uh, – Hollywood Studios in Epcot, and so, you know, uh, Jesse had been to Epcot before once, but he would have been, like, not even one yet, and then uh, Charlotte had not been to Hollywood Studios, uh, but she had been to Epcot once as well, but anyway, they had a great time, they loved everything, and then on Monday, we actually went to Universal to change things up, and uh, we actually ran into uh, Jeremy Emery, which means we ran into Braden and Tice. <laughs> I actually saw Tice and uh, his mom first, and I was like, Tice! And then Braden and Jeremy were actually even closer to me. I just <laughs> didn't see them, wasn't focused, but uh, I saw Tice, and so that was cool. We stopped and talked to them. We were in our uh, for the 478, uh, so that was cool. But uh, then on Tuesday, we hit up Magic Kingdom, and we had a blast. My kids were very, very tired. They were very sleep-deprived because we were at the parks like – at like nine and out to like ten ish, and my kids are like we put them down around eight, so normally, <laughs> so my kids were very cranky at times, but they had a great time. They had a great time. That's like fun. a that's like a memory, you know, like a 
Yeah. Core memory. That's all. Awesome. I can't decide which video I like more, the video of Charlotte in the teacup or the video of Jesse on It's a Small World. Yeah, so for those that uh, don't follow my wife, which totally makes sense, uh, yeah, she, <laughs> she posted uh, those videos. And so, yeah, Charlotte, we got on teacups, and she was like, uh, I told her I was going to spin it, and she was like, no, I'm going to spin it. And my daughter's four, by the way. And uh, it, it's, you know, you can, she could spin it maybe a little, but not a whole lot. And uh, I got on there, you know, I want to be a dad, you know, I'm going to spin it a little bit. And uh, she kept telling me no. And I was like, okay, well, I got a spin in and she really liked it. Cause then I was like, oh, maybe this is too fast. And she was like, no, faster, faster. And her head was just like, she's just, it was the most pure little laugh I've ever heard from her. And she's banging her head up against the teacup. And I'm I like, say, you're like holding her head in the Yeah, video. like at one point I like go to grab her head cause like I'm like, I'm going to damage my daughter. But she, <laughs> but she is loving this. And then, yeah, Jesse got on It's a Small World, which, you know, maybe we'll elaborate on this a little bit, but if you've never been on It's a Small World, it's literally like 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. I don't know. It's minimal. It's got to be like 8 to 10 minutes yeah, wow. of just hearing It's a Small World after all over and over and over. And, uh, yeah, Jesse picked up on that pretty quick, and uh, he was singing it. And so <laughs> Stacy got to film him just It's a Small World after all, just over and over and over again. I bet you really appreciated getting that in your children's heads. <laughs> uh, I actually... Yeah, I don't think he's really regurgitated that. It, it that that ride just is kind of annoying to me because by the well by the time I'm almost done with the ride, like I'm not even looking at anything because I've done it a lot. Um, I'm singing it out loud, like <laughs> it's just it's in my head. It's hard. So. It's hard not to. It's yeah, like, one of those songs. But uh, yeah, so me and Stacy, we've been like big Disney people, very much like uh, you, Micah, and your family. But you know, so we we love that we get to continue that. You know, before we had kids, we we went uh, many times without them. Um, cause we didn't have them. And then growing up, you know, my grandma worked there, so was able to go a That's lot. That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. Just, um, real, real briefly, everybody give their favorite ride, maybe least favorite ride at Disney. If you guys got one on the top of your head. Yeah. My favorite's going to be space mountain. I think that's just, I feel like it's unbeatable. Um, the worst has to be the mad tea party. I get dizzy like really easily. And, uh, <laughs> so anytime I'm on a ride like that, it, it throws me for a loop. Yeah. Awesome. I'd say. My favorite is easily, I love adrenaline. Like, I'm an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. So, for me, uh, the Tower of Terror is my favorite because my heart, my heart always sinks to my stomach. I love that. Agreed. And uh, the very first time I did it, my dad didn't tell me they had the handlebars on the seats. <laughs> so, like, we drop, and I'm, like, freaking out because I ain't You're I ain't floating. Grab, yeah, I'm like, I ain't grabbing <laughs> nothing. And, uh, and so, I love it. We didn't get to do it when we went because the line was so long. But um, that easily is my favorite. And... I don't really know if I have, like, one that I'm just, like... Dislike. You know what I mean? Like, like I dislike. Because, I mean, we rode a lot of rides, but a lot of them are more, like, based for Hensley. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I actually enjoyed them. Like, I mean, we didn't do It's a Small World because my dad basically was like, we're not doing that. And uh, (laughs) um, so, like, he was... I mean, we didn't really do one where I got off, and I was like, I wish we hadn't done that, you know? I mean, so I don't really have one yet. I'm sure if we continue to go, I'll eventually hit that one that I'm like, can we please not do that, you know? Yeah. Robbie? Well, I'm just going to say this. Um, I'm a little spoiled when it comes to Disney because, like I've said, I don't know how many times I've been to Disney, but it's more than the, the average person because, like I said, growing up, it was free. Um, so for me, I don't. there's never like I have to do this ride because I know there's always going to be another trip, you know, potentially in the future. But uh, I'm going to just go buy uh, just the – I'll just do my two favorite parks for rides. Uh, it'll be Hollywood Studios and Magic. And so – Hollywood Studios, it's going to be, like, super close between Tower Tear and Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, love both of those. And then uh, you go to Magic Kingdom. 
I I got I probably just go haunted mansion. Like it's just mm, it's just a classic. Solid ride. Yep. Uh, mansion, I was telling this to my wife because I've rode it with Charlotte before. And now I've ridden it with Jesse, and it's probably like the creepiest non scary ride. Like yeah, because yeah. like it's it, there's some creepy things. Right. I could go into some details, but we're not going to do that on that podcast. But like there's a lot of little creepy things on that ride that like as an adult you notice and you're like wow, but it's like you're not scared. Right, you're not scared of it, but you're also yeah. kind of like I guess creeped it is, out. Yeah, it's creepy, yeah. just not scary. Yeah, right. whereas like I haven't done it, but like I know. Well, you talk about your favorite ride, and I'll come back to what I was going to okay. say. Okay. So. Uh, well, my, mine's probably. I know a lot of people haven't rode this yet, but Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance. Like, it's just an insane. It's more of an experience than a ride, almost, because you go into this ship and it like pretends like you're flying in the space, and you enter this room and, like you're inside like the Death Star almost, like you feel like you're legit in space. Everybody's playing the roles of stormtroopers and Imperial people. And it's, I don't know, it's just crazy. Like the experience itself is amazing. So, yeah, I haven't written it, but uh, here's another funny thing about us. Like I watch a lot of YouTubers that yeah. go to Disney for a living, like Tim Tracker, um, and I just watch their stuff. And I saw where he rode that ride, and that ride is immersive. It's like you are in Star Wars. Like exactly. I, I was talking to someone who'd written, and I was like, it's like you're on a movie set. And he's like, yeah, but like on a movie set, you see the cameras and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, no, you're immersed. Um, that's what I think is the difference uh, when like you're on the Haunted Mansion. It's not immersive. You know, right. you still know it's No, you're on a ride. Yeah. Where like they, they're not trying, they're, they're, they're making it creepy, but you're not like, oh, this, this is really real. Nothing's coming out and grabbing you or something. But yeah. That I want to ride Rise of the Resistance awesome. just from the part where I saw Kylo Ren's lightsaber <laughs> coming through the roof. Like that looks. It's, incredible. it's a sick ride. My least favorite though is uh, was it Test Track? Is that is that what it's called? You don't like oh, Test Track? You don't like Test Track at Epcot? No, 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 not Test oh, Track. Oh, oh, right. I know uh, you're talking the, the motor, ri- the Speedway, motor Speedway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. they got rid of that. I think in is it China or Japan? No, it's oh. still it's still here in America. It. it is. It first off sucks to me because the wheel doesn't really work. Like. The wheel does not work. You just, I let Charlotte drive last time and we didn't do it this time, but uh, like two years ago. And we were just like, pop, 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 pop. my head's banging everywhere. She, I guess I got revenge on her this trip. But anyway, uh, and you're smelling exhaust. Like, honestly, exactly. I'm kind of surprised, Disney. I was thinking this when I was there because you're, it's really loud and you got all the exhaust. I'm honestly surprised that Disney hasn't gone uh, EV, like electric on yeah. that. But you would have to probably swap out those batteries constantly. But at the same time, like, I, I'm not big. I don't know. I just like it feels it's like really a Georgia loud. National and, and, Fairground and smel- ride. Yeah, I'm smelling all this exhaust. Like <laughs> that's how I would describe yeah, it. Yeah, so that I would say that's definitely a top one. And then here, I'll just since we did least favorite, we'll we'll go back the opposite way we just went through. Uh, my second, uh, or that's definitely a top least favorite, and then another least favorite of mine. And this is where you guys can uh, debate me, but I'm gonna say it's a small world. I think it's overrated, and I know it's a classic and everything, but it's just it's a small world after all, over and over again. It's just mm. a bunch of puppets doing like these Clapping. small little moves and it's it it's cool for the first room or two but it doesn't need to be eight minutes or ten minutes long like yeah i could agree with that it's a little long it's, but it's just me it's just I, me i don't know if you use it correctly it can be a good break <laughs> that doesn't mean the yeah. ride itself's good but i think there's better rides you can go take a break on <laughs> there's some rides you can take a nap on honestly exactly. disney. um well moving away from disney and just kind of talking about a more spiritual element um you know we we talked the four of us talked about something spiritual we could share, um, and Robbie brought up serving. So I just want to read this scripture, and then I want to ask everybody a quick question that goes along with it, um, and then we can kind of talk about it. It says, uh, this is Galatians five thirteen through 14. It says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, 
but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. So we're going to briefly talk about what it looks like to serve. And so I've asked everybody to kind of talk about a certain way to serve. Um, Sean, I asked you how to serve those close to us, like our family, our friends, our coworkers. So what does that look like um, maybe in a student's life or maybe just in our lives? Yeah, so to serve the people around you, I think that starts with slowing down. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we live a busy life and we have our checklist, you know, I need to get these things done today. I need to finish this. And so it's hard to see needs when you're too focused on other priorities or other assignments or whatever it may be that you have to get done. Um, So first, slow down. Um, And then secondly, realize that it can be something small. Every act of service doesn't have to be something massive. So maybe for you, it's like, you know, going and being nice to the new person in your class or um, choosing to do some chores that, you know, need to be done around the house, even if your parents haven't asked you. Mm-hmm. Um, be nice to the new guy or new girl at work. Um, show grace when people are rude to you. Stuff like that. Like, yeah, I know not all of those are easy to do, but they're also not like what we would consider a life changing moment. But they can be for other people. So, um, a passage to to go along with this is in John thirteen, which is where Jesus washes the disciples' feet. Yeah, um, it sounds really weird to us to talk about that, but it was a really dirty thing back then. But I doubt in the moment that people realized. I mean, we, we read it as the son of God is washing, you know, the nastiest part of those people's bodies. But it's like, right. you know, in the moment, you don't, you don't think, you don't see that in the same light as like the crucifixion or some like big moment, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so realize that when you serve, it doesn't always have to be some huge thing, but it can still have a big impact. Right. Um, so Austin, I asked you, how do we serve our community? How do we serve the 478 yeah. maybe more specifically? Yeah, well, I want to start by just reading this quote that uh, I always have to remind myself of, and it's a great quote. It's by uh, Martin Luther King Jr., and he said this. He said, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's ultimately, you know, as a believer, our life, we should be wanting to look more like Jesus, and ultimately what was Jesus doing? He was serving, um, and he wasn't just serving, you know, he did feed the 5,000, but he went in and he served uh, in many other ways. And so, like, when it comes to our community, I think— so many times we're like, man, I would love to, I'd love to serve in Warner Robins, but I think typically a lot of times our brain goes to what can one person do, right? Yeah. And so, my response to that is, if you just look at what I guess it was three, four weeks ago we did Serve Day, yeah. And I didn't realize this, but there are so many organizations in Warner Robins mm-hmm. that we can partner up with, and so I think a lot of times like it's it's what do I do? But ultimately like my response would be like, reach out and try to partner with these organizations, find out what they're doing. Because again, these are organizations that meet with other people in Warner Robins that are, um, political leaders, that kind of stuff. And they figure out like, what do we need to do to, to serve? And so my first thing would be like, get with those groups, get with those organizations. And, uh, and once you do that, like make time for that, you know, Mm -hmm. make time on a Saturday to go, uh, to the dog pound and help, you know, whatever that may be, or make some time to um, go to keep Warner Robins beautiful and help clean up a park. I mean, uh, open that time slot that you know you can say, hey, this is, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to serve my community in whatever way I can. Um, so I think that's a good one. And then also, like, um, be be active and be available. Like, for example, like, um I, if I'm at Lake Joy and a kid is out on the playground and 
they bring a snack out. Like, I don't just, like, if they drop the paper, like, I go pick it up. I don't wait for the kid. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, many of you, you go to your schools, and maybe you see trash, or maybe, you know, um, you could see something that maybe needs painting or something like that. Like, just be yeah. active. Um, Jesus never waited for people to come to him and be like, hey, we could really use some help with this. Yeah. He always went and just was active and took the initiative, um, which is so good as well. So I would say take the initiative, partner up with the organizations that you can mm -hmm. um, around here um, because they ultimately, like, that's what they do. They figure out, hey, how can we help our community? Um, yeah, and it doesn't and so, have to be like lone wolf. I think, right, that's, I think yeah. when you hear that, sometimes it's ch kind of challenging, like, you know, oh, I'm about to go and ask an organization if I can help, but maybe it looks like getting your small group yeah. That you know yeah, you yeah. hang out with, or maybe your your core group of friends, three or four of you, however many, or your and, family, yeah, yeah. Like right, thing. that's yeah. good. And Austin, you mentioned like a lot of times we think we can't do everything for everyone. I think Andy yeah. Stanley says um, the quote, "Do for one what you wish you could do for all." I mean, yeah. right. find, find one person, find one organization that you can help out, and yeah. that's mm -hmm. a great place yeah. to start. I like right. that. Mm -hmm. um, and finally, Robbie, uh, I asked you to talk about you know how can we serve the church because I mean. Me, you, and I think Sean. I know Austin. You you grew up in your dad's church, but we all grew up serving in the church. Yeah. Um. So, what does that look like? Um. Maybe for a student, or maybe for us. Yeah. So I wanted to start off with like a little background on me. So yeah, I grew up here, and you know, I just want to say like I would not be the person I am or in the place that I am if it wasn't for the people that served and led and all the different various ministries and places. Um. At, at times, so like. You know, just going back to elementary, like, I remember having uh, Larry Lowe and Larry Alday, uh, I think fourth and fifth grade, like, uh, Sunday school. Yeah, we had Sunday school back then. And uh, then, like, you come to middle school, and I just remember, like, Jim and RJ, uh, Chris Clark, uh, who's not on staff, a different Chris. There's two Chris Clarks that come to Southside. Uh, <laughs> but I, I remember, like, their faces and, and them investing um, each week and then, you know, getting to high school and having, uh, uh, David Tilly and having, uh, Leon Johnson, Josh Ray, um, and, but, in and, and also Chris Clark, who is, um, our media director here at Southside, like he was one of my small group leaders and just all these different people taking the time to invest and, and to make time for me. Like I would not be who I am today if it wasn't for them. And so I say all that is like, man, as a middle schooler, as a high schooler, even an adult, if you I mean if you go to Southside or even a different church, like there's a huge opportunity and need mm -hmm. to serve those um, in, in these walls, and you know you don't realize like the impact you may have on a, a kid or a student um, that that comes along. You 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 won't realize it. The biggest thing I always tell volunteers um, is, man, just love on them and just care for them and just be there for them. And the rest is in God's hands. Ultimately, you know, we, no one is asking you to change somebody like you can't do that. You can't make someone come from point A to point B. Like you can help them, but you're, you're that's God. And mm -hmm. right. uh, I just want to challenge if you're listening to this and you don't currently serve, like I, I believe you can start serving seventh grade or is it second part of sixth grade? Did we? Yeah. Second part of seventh grade last I heard. Okay. Like okay. After so second part of seventh grade. So if you're not serving, you know, 
the majority of our middle school or high schoolers are going to serve um, in our preschool, middle school, or high school. I mean, sorry, in our preschool or elementary or merge, which is our fourth and fifth grade environment. Yeah. Um, in any of our campuses, but uh, you know, there's other things, especially like for mm-hmm. uh, high school or stuff. And you could, you could get into greeting. Like mm-hmm. uh, I mentioned this yeah. on Clyde. Like you could you could greet. Um, you, you can help serve. You could be at welcome centers. I mean, there's there's so many opportunities, and even in our ministries, like in Ignition, any of our campuses, you can you can come up to any anybody and ask, like, hey, can I help run the computer, uh, yeah. do sound or something? Like, any one of our leaders will be more than happy to train you, show you, and, and get you plugged in in, in in a good amount of time. And same with high school ministry, like we, we have cameras, we have. Uh, set up, tear down, like well, there's lots of opportunities, greeting and stuff. So there, it doesn't just have to be, you know, another ministry. It could even be serving in the ministry that you go to. But man, I, I just tell you, there's a huge, huge ministry, uh, huge need. And again, playing that role is, is huge. Yeah. Just a final thought. Um, I'm thinking about the book that me, Sean and Austin and the rest of the LEPs are reading. Um, it's talking about how, you know, we're, we are the visible um, for the invisible God, right? Like yeah, we are, image, right. right? We are a representation of God, and so serving others, serving the community, serving those close to us, serving the church, is a great way for us to display the love of God to others. I liked everything that everybody said. Um, I'd like to challenge everybody: if you've never taken a spiritual gifts test, um, to go take one because that helps you understand the best ways to serve. Maybe you're really good at encouraging, um, but you're really bad at hospitality. That's how I am. Um, I think, I think I scored like the lowest you can score for hospitality. Um, so I don't need to serve in a hospitality way probably. Right. But I can serve and encouraging. I can serve in, in compassion. I can, can, um, I can serve in teaching. Um, so find, find spiritual gift tests are everywhere. I don't know what the best one is. Robbie, do you know? I don't know the one off the top of my head to be honest with you, but I'm pretty positive. You can Google free yeah. spiritual tests. Mm-hmm. You could, they're not going to take very long. You could take one or two of them, compare right. the results, but they're probably Pretty similar. Yeah, because, I mean, First Peter 4.10, it says, each of you should use whatever you gift, uh, whatever gift you have received to serve others. Um, and I think that's just so important that we find what works for us and we find a way to serve others and serve the church with those gifts that we have. And you don't have to, like, be the best at it, you know? Right. Like, and I think that's a, a big thing probably for middle and high schoolers is, like, you know, I don't have all the answers if, if somebody asks me it or stuff like that, but... Um, God doesn't, God doesn't require you to be perfect. It's just surrender your heart and allow him to grow you as mm-hmm. you're, as you're working in a ministry to grow others. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, any final thoughts from anybody about anything that we've talked about before we close? And if you're not plugged in, serve yeah. at church, but also, you know, there's a ton of opportunities in our communities and there's a ton of opportunities at home and amongst our friends and at school. So, you know, be, be like Jesus, you know, love those yeah. around you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like Sean said, you know, do the things that some people are going to look at you and be like, why are you doing that? Right. Because that's what Jesus would do. That's good. Absolutely. Well, Robbie, thank you for joining us today. Thanks it was a pleasure having, having you on the show. Um, students, be safe. The weather's kind of crazy. That's right. Um, we hope you have a great week. Um, tell somebody about Jesus um, and find a way to serve others. Um, but until next week, we'll see you guys Sunday. Peace.